0: thank
1: you jesus from the second reading of today the letter of to the hebrews it says brethren have you forgotten the exhortation which addresses you as sons it says my son do not regard lightly the discipline of the lord no lose courage when you are punished by him for the lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives the grace of suffering the mystery of suffering in the body of christ this has been a burning issue among christians why must christians suffer why must things be hard for christians it has taken different shapes in approach and in understanding. Many Christians have questioned God because they suffered. Many Christians have given up because hardship hit them. Children, I hope you are writing. So be focused, eh? What is very important that we understand the mystery of suffering in the body of Christ and for us to understand this we will always go back to the one who is our teacher, our mentor our life, our existence, Jesus Christ for him to accomplish the perfect purpose of God for him to communicate the love of God to us his children, for him to bring about the reality of the life he has come to give to us, that was communicated to us through the agency of suffering. If we don't understand the mystery of suffering in our Christian life, we will miss a lot of things. God chose the channel of suffering in his dealings with us because it's a very peculiar infrastructure in the realm of the spirit. And that's why this letter to the Hebrews captures it. Do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. Nor lose courage when you are punished by him. Because in the midst of that discipline and that suffering, something greater is better. People of God, open your mind. Are we together here? Even in the physical life, this life we live now, great things are achieved through the crucible of suffering. Let even begin with life itself. For every life to show up on this side, must pass through some infrastructure of suffering. They say that the labor pains that a woman passes through, the kind of pain, the quality of pain that she experiences cannot be quantified. But at the end of it all, a human being is born, is better. Great achievements in life were accomplished by right, men and women who yielded themselves to suffer. They paid the price of betting. So we must understand what is suffering, what does suffering do? If you shy away from suffering, you'll be closing the door to many things, many good things that will happen in your life. Suffering is not pleasant. Suffering is not sweet suffering does not give comfort it's in suffering that God treats us as sons the bible says the next expectation of creation awaits the manifestations of the sons of God In other words, this earth is waiting for the manifestation of sons. So, anyone who will be, be brought into the family of the sons of God must be ready to suffer. God cannot call you son until you are passed through that crucible. So, the crucible of suffering is a very crucial elements in our journey of fulfilling destiny. You must register to suffer, whatever form it may take. Suffering is like a moeba. It takes different shape and comes in different manners. When you think you've escaped from here, it comes other way. Some think that once they have money, no more suffering. All of a sudden, a sickness that eats their bone while they are living will come. The person will be experiencing such a pain that no money can quench. Some may have good health, strong but lacks money. So they must go and engage in some hard labor to make money. Some may have money and have health, but have no peace. Mental torment We hit them. I saw a man, young boy, barely 25 to 40 years, so rich, has everything he wants, or he's having mental issues. He can veer off any time. Well dressed, can fly to any part of the world, can get anything he wants. But now, once that mental issue comes, he can mess himself up. Praise the Lord. Amen. Suffering will come in many ways. The first thing we want to understand is that the suffering of the, a Christian who is a member of the body of Christ is different from the suffering of those who are in the world. Inasmuch as all of us, as human beings, must pass through suffering generally. There is also a suffering that the body of Christ passes through that is unique, and you must identify them. it. Why must man generally suffer? Man suffers because man is created good, but not complete. Man is created what? Good, but not what? Complete. If man was created complete and perfect, lacking nothing, there would be no room for limitation that would bring about suffering. So suffering is a reminder that you are not complete, and your completeness is in God. That's the first point to understand. So it is it is part of existence. You must suffer to remind you consciously that you are limited, you're not complete and for you to have that completeness of yourself where you will not be able to merge out of where you don't suffer it is crystallized in God so when God is perfected in you suffering disappears number two suffering is a mystery of creation for birthing for things to be born for realities to be crystallized on this temporal side of life it must pass through the agency of suffering. It must pass through the agency of suffering. Everything, ranging from plants, you can see that when the plant is germinating it has to push as feeble as the fecals are, they are able to push a good measure of the soil pierced through. You think it doesn't have bruises? In the process of coming out, there are scars in that plant, but you don't see it. To animals, every animal that gives birth must suffer. For things in life to be better, be it animate or inanimate objects, it must pass through some crucible of suffering. Your crude oil, for the best it needs to come out, must be subjected to intense heat. For metals to be made must pass through intense heat. The clothes you are wearing now all pass through some heating process. For food that will bless you, that you have to eat must pass through some heating process. Everything that you see that is good must pass through a softening stage. So suffering is also a process of growth. As it's part of birthsing, it's also a process of growth. When you suffer, you are growing. When you suffer, you are growing. So that is the concept of suffering generally. Now I'm bringing it to the body of Christ there are certain sufferings that come to us because we are members of the body of Christ. So as we suffer generally, there's another added type of suffering, or our suffering as members of the body of Christ takes a new dimension. And what was that dimension? That every difficulty we pass through has a salvific value. Salvific. By that I mean, that your suffering is adding up to what Christ has suffered in bringing about the reality of God's image in humanity. Paul said, I suffer in my body to add up to the suffering of Christ for the salvation of the world. So the difference between the normal suffering that we pass through, which is for betting, for growth, for purification, and all that, is that as a member of the body of Christ, your suffering has worth salvific value. Such that if the people of, people of the world who are not Christians may complain because of the process they are passing through, which they know is necessary, you will not complain because your suffering has a special value it attaches to you, but not physically. We can see Jesus was not the first person to be crucified on the cross. As a matter of fact, there were other thieves eh, who were crucified with him on that day. we can see that the sufferings of those criminals, those individuals, did not add up to God's agenda, but the sufferings of Christ added up so once you remember the body of christ as you pass through difficulty as you pass through pain as you as you suffer consciously because you are a child of god because you're a christian because you're a christian you will see that there's a grace that is bequitted to you on account of it there's a grace bequitted to you praise the lord In suffering as a member of the body of Christ, there are a few points that we must note. What does that suffering mean in as much as it has a scientific value? Number one, it's a proof of your faith in God. It's a proof of your faith in God. Number two, that faith you have in God is strengthened by the same raw material called suffering. That your faith is strengthened by the same raw material called suffering. Your faith cannot grow if you are not subjected to to difficulty. Number two. Somebody is asking me. All this Christ here is asking me to repeat. Suffering strengthens your faith. Suffering strengthens your faith. in the face of the opposition because of your belief. Please, can you keep out there? Let her not go back. Suffering strengthens your faith. Number three, suffering disciplines you. It molds you. Gives you shape mentally, emotionally, spiritually and even sometimes bodily suffering shifts you disciplines you in the course of of disciplining you it equally educates you you learn a lot when you suffer you learn a lot when you suffer are we together here? So thank you Jesus. And finally suffering humbles you. It brings you down, makes you to be humble. When it humbles you, it helps you to know that you are not sufficient. You need help. You need help. And that help, as a member of the body of Christ, will always lead you back to God. So, having articulated this, you can see that the summary of it all is that man is created good, but not perfect, not complete. We need God. So, when we suffer as members of the body of Christ, as He's also a sign of our faith, as He strengthens our faith, as He disciplines us, as He shapes our lives, as He educates us and humbles us, He finally takes us back to God. The Bible says, God is our sufficiency, God is our perfection. That is why today's second reading says my son do not regard lightly the discipline of the law because all these are happening while you are passing that suffering let's identify a few sufferings here number one number one you're a young boy you've finished your university you've been tossing up for a job and opportunities for jobs are coming to you but with terms and conditions. As a member of the body of Christ, who lives the principles of Christ, the ethics of Christ, the morality of Christ, who looks up to Jesus, the author and the finish of your faith. And now they are giving you a job that has terms and conditions that mitigate the very essence of your Christian life. You are placed with a choice to make to give up your Christian life or leave the job and hold on to Christ. And so if you make up a man and say, okay, please, I stay with Christ forever, and you leave that job, that's a bunch of suffering. That's an, you, have, you have offered a bunch of suffering. Not when you do something bad, and they're dealing with you for that, you say you're suffering for Christ. The suffering, of, the suffering that has scientific value is that suffering that we pass through because of our obedience to Christ. Our obedience to Christ. Very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Amen. You are married, you are trusting God for children. And it keeps lingering and lingering and lingering and other opportunities are telling you, must you trust God? Do this, do that. And some of the terms and conditions for you to do and get a child are contrary to your Christian faith. And you sit to waiting upon the Lord. Time is going. People are laughing at you, making mockery of you. And you see, hold on to the word of God. And hold on to the principles of God that suffering has some to value. People of God, it's very important that we understand that it's not everything that we see with our naked eyes. It's only people who have traversed this realm of life that we can see that we had great opportunities to you know, have treasures in heaven but we mess them up because we listen to the ideology of this world. We want everything here. It is very wrong. It's very wrong. Because life on this realm is practically to demonstrate which side you belong to. So that's why it's only those who subscribe to the patterns of God, the principle of God, who are ready to go to the school of suffering. And when they pass through the school of suffering, their value in God's presence becomes big. Many Christians have no value in God's presence because they are not ready to pass through the school of suffering. They always want it their own way, in their own terms. They, are, they, are, they, they, they can afford to relinquish their treasures of faith because they want to get material things that will even dematerialize in their use every day. I have seen people who have gone extra mile beyond their faith to have children. One particularly they I know very, very well. We grew up together. She had given birth to three children, three girls, and she wanted a boy desperately. Staunch Catholic, a mistress. And all of a sudden she had left the church, went and joined one church like that. One strange church that everybody was complaining about. And before you know it, she was giving spiritual birth and she had a son. But unfortunately, the child became an imbecile. She struggled with this child for more than five years. That child milked them like, like anything. This woman suffered so much. At a point, coming back to the faith was an issue. Continue there was an issue. Eventually, we learned that the boy died. And people celebrated the death of that child because we knew that that child's presence in that family we sink all of them. Because she was desperate, she wanted it her own way. Sometimes when we will suffer, we don't know what God is working out for us. In your marriage, you are suffering because things are not working out well. Must marriage be smooth? Did God tell you that your marriage will be smooth all the way? No. Sometimes in marriage, things are difficult and God is teaching you something, but we f- we easily get distracted. We are carried away by the cloudy Stops that make up whatever may be causing the trouble, and they were not disposed to learn the lesson that's been given to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. This regime of the government we have in our country now has they taught you a lesson? Answer me. Have they taught you a lesson? Amen. Eh. Okay. But if this didn't happen the level of amumu have increased. But everybody have learned a huge lesson. Even if you didn't learn, yes, you felt it in all areas. But you can see that with this, there's a better process going on, right? There was education. We were being shaped those who used to throw money around anyhow, all of a sudden, hey, no more. Even the police when they want to ask you for money now, they are careful. <laughs> because they know that the reality of the present condition has eaten deep into every fabric of a Nigerian person. So at next time, when God now puts something in your hand, you will value it and use it well. So when we pass through suffering, don't allow the pain to be cloud your mind, don't allow the suffering to be cloud your mind and make you act as if you don't, you don't like what is going on. Be asking question, Lord, what is it? What should I know? Why this? The Bible said, even Jesus Himself. He learns to obey God through suffering. In those days, there's this song we used to sing, but after some time, when I understood the mysteries of suffering, the body of Christ, I stopped singing that song. Me, I know go suffer. Me, I know go suffer. I know go pay for bread. Huh? God of miracles, I'm a papa. That song lacks sound theology. Me I, I go suffer, me I, I go suffer, but I no go beg for bread. Don't oh, no me My my papa, uh-huh. Now you come. If you suffer, you will eat bread. Abi? Eh? Uh-huh. A farmer will suffer first before he will eat the produce of his land. You go suffer. You have to learn to open your heart and say, I will suffer. Learn to dispose yourself. Because when it comes, it's a betting process. You are moving from a higher level, from a lower level to a higher level. How do you handle suffering? Number one, you've got to learn to look up to Jesus. I'm suffering, he suffered. That means, his suffering was a blessing. My suffering shall be a blessing look unto Jesus. If that suffering is because of your faith, child of God, the time of exaltation and glory is coming. It's a matter of time. Number two, learn to endure. Learn to endure during suffering. Bear it. Bear it with faith. Not with grudges. Deal it with faith. And when you bear it with faith, there is understanding in faith. It's not foolishly. Look at Jesus. Father, I wish that this cross will pass away. I wish. Many of us have many I wish in our hearts. But let, look at it, attention now, but let Your will. So if it's the will of God for you to remain where you are, so be it. And then there's suffering there. Your joy should not be the pain. Your joy should not be uh, that you are fulfilling the will of your Father. It's painful. Yes. So you have to learn to endure. Number what now? You have to be patient. Even though patience and endurance go together. But patience helps you to remain calm. You can endure pain and be shouting. But when you have patience, you are not shout. That's to build elasticity to accommodate something for a long time without making noise. Be patient. Patience is speed in the realm of the spirit. Those who wait upon the Lord. When you wait upon God, and eventually God settles you, the person who started a journey before you, you will go ahead of them. Praise the Lord. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. And then finally, be prayerful. Prayer is what processes your suffering. The Bible says, why Jesus suffered? He prayed. He prayed. Prayer can take many forms. It can be a prayer of thanksgiving. Prayer of praise to God. In the heat of the suffering, be praising God. Say, Lord, just take the glory. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. Just keep praying. You can say your rosary, you can read psalms of praise, you can play Christian music. It means that it will uplift your heart. That process you are processing, you are, you are digesting the suffering is bringing supernatural value upon your life. I remember a boy many years ago, when I was in the parish. Um, you know, with the Z, we came from the se- seminary. We're doing so much in the parish. I was an assistant Parish priest then. And we wanted to make sure we combat the world within two days. <laughs> you know? So the guy was so close to me. But he was so, uh, he was a little bit disturbed by this kind of young, zealous priest who was trying to do all these things. And he felt that this type of. Uh, manifestation that he has is questionable. So Is this real? And on his own little um, assessment, he had to embark on a prayer to tell God, show me who this place is. When I'm sharing this story with you, it's not because of what happened, but what I learned from it when he shared that with me. So, in the course of that prayer, he, he was in a dream. And he saw me you know, in the bush, like we're going towards a very tall, very huge mountain. So he was saying, Father, wait for me, Father, wait for me, Father, wait for me. And I was still moving. The, the foot of the mountain is full of bushes with some of these trees that grow plenty of thorns, you know. So you have to, you know, you know uh, Neander to pass through those tons and sometimes to catch up with you and tell your body. So he said, I was just passing and I was passing swiftly. He himself was struggling with those tons. Until we come to the foot of the mountain and I was climbing. Himself was climbing with me. Then, during that time, I was actually suffering. I was in a very, very terrible situation. And I was really questioning my faith then. Everything was just difficult. So, he now said, Father, please wait for me. And then I was, I said, Come up, keep coming, I'm here. Then he tried to move and he was getting tired. Then a voice spoke and said, You ask me who is this man? He said, That is that that's the man you are asking me about, what he has passed through. Then he woke up. The next morning he came to me and everything changed. He you now asked me, please, I want to be inspired. What and what have you passed through? So I was just sharing with him my little difficulties in my search for God. Ranging from my, the time where I grew up, my family, and other personal issues that came. And how I passed through all of them. Now, I was so touched by that story because I didn't know that God was taking note of all those things. And I was feeling bad that if I had known that this thing was noted by God, my disposition towards them would be much better. So I now upgraded. So when I pass through the heat, on account of the fact that you are promoting the kingdom and Jesus, I have a better disposition. The quality of my grudge drops and my mind is more open and i've seen that speed up my journey with god i dwell on this so much because as christians there's a teaching that have made us feel that when you suffer as a christian it is a sign that god is not with you but the bible today makes it clear i chastise those whom i love any branch in me that bears no fruit my father chastises, chastises. He will prune you by chastising you so that you can bear fruit and bear even more. And so at this Mass today, people of God, we must open our hearts to the grace that God wants to pour in our hearts knowing that He can't use us until He has pruned us, until He has chastised us. He will chastise you in your career. He will chastise you in your marriage. will chastise you in your family. He will chastise you in many areas of your life. And when it comes, don't be blinded. In the midst of that, take advantage of it and give praise to his name. And be patient, endure, and pass through the process where God will change the value that you have before him. And so at this moment we pray that the good Lord, who is ready to chastise us, who can actually tell him, Lord, chastise me, and make out of me the best that belongs to you. Through Christ.